Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our podcast series. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers. And one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolve from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. All right. Well, happy 2024, Milliger fans. We're so excited. Our podcast is back. And our first guest of 2024 is my dad, Dan Reisdorf. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, pretty exciting, you know, to be moving on. 2024 just has a good sound to it, doesn't it? I know. Yeah. Sounds so much better than, and it's a leap year too. Well, I always love getting an extra day. We get one more day. (laughs) (laughs) Do you already have plans for that extra day? Uh, Not yet, no. (laughs) Maybe I'll go skiing. (laughs) Well, you can always do that. Yeah, a little extra bonus time. Right. But we are moving in and believe it or not, we're talking about some great evergreens. Right. Right. Mm, I mean, this is a time when we want to start, well, you're going to be talking about the evergreens that are, you know, preparing them for the winter. Yes. Yeah. Mm. We haven't had winter yet. Uh, not much. No, right. We've been pretty lucky. And the evergreens, of course, have, have loved that. You know, we've, they've been getting a lot of moisture. We've had some nice rains. and well, That's uh, what I wanted to ask you. Like, is that a good thing or is that detrimental, the, the fact that we haven't had that colder weather or the, I'm missing really the snow. Mm-hmm. So I always know that that's a great thing to be able to protect their roots. Yeah, well, it is It is really good that they haven't been subjected to the torture that <laughs> they yeah. can get. I mean, I guess I'm glad I'm not outside. <laughs> I know, yeah. 24-7. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good night. So, but... Uh, it's better if winter kind of comes more gradually. And I, what I'm afraid is going to happen this year is that we've had this real mild weather and then all of a sudden it's going to drop like a bomb. And right. you know, that that can really hurt. I know. I saw in the next two weeks it's supposed to get pretty cold. Yes, right. Yeah. So what so, can we do to well, maintain like, and keep your plants? There are a few things that I'm going to talk about today that you should probably do if you haven't done them already. Okay. To prepare your plants for the winter. So, because it's... It's it, coming. You know it's going to be here. I mean, maybe it'll be April again. <laughs> <laughs> Always that surprise snowstorm for yeah. the fashion show or something, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, but we, yeah. Yeah, Let's, we don't want that. <laughs> no, no, no. I shouldn't have even said it. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So we're diving in. Yeah, I'm, right. My, gave me a little cheat sheet here. That's helpful. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. Making sure I stay on track because I tend to, mm-hmm. to tend to deviate, <laughs> go down a rabbit hole, literally. Yeah. So when you talk about evergreens for people that are trying to, you know, learn a little bit more or mm-hmm. maybe they're new to plant world. Right. What classifies something as an evergreen? Yeah, well, anything that keeps us needles or leaves, too. A lot of people don't realize that there are some evergreens like the azaleas and rhododendrons, boxwood. Even some hollies uh, that keep their leaves all winter, those are considered evergreens. And those are susceptible to winter damage, too, if they're not prepared properly for the winter cold. But, you know, most evergreens don't lose their needles and are their leaves in the winter. So that's that's. So they're evergreen. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully they're staying green, right? Not like ever brown. I don't say those. You get evergreen. That's what we're trying to prevent, ever brown. (laughs) Right. We want to stay green, guys. Get that green thumb. Yeah. So, of course, some evergreens don't have green leaves. Uh, We have some euonymus that have yellow leaves, you know, yellow. And, and green variegated and so those you want to protect too so 
but they're going to be exposed to the winter damage if they're not prepared properly. So. All right. So let's see. You <clears throat> talked about some examples of evergreens. That's mm-hmm. your your boxwood, azaleas. Oh yeah, right. Dendrons. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Well, plus holly. the junipers and the spruce and the pine. Arborvitaes. And, you know, right. And Arborvitaes. Kind of you know. So right. All those are are evergreens. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, and then that some people have container evergreens and containers. Those have to be treated specially at a certain way too, you know, right. so to protect those. Because well, I love, you know, you know me, I love container gardening. Yeah. So, and I do have a lot of people that said, oh, I just want that classic look in the mm-hmm. you know, front uh, entrance where I've got, you know, some spiral sure. dwarf Alberta spruce or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you'd recommend being able oh, to put in a container? Yeah, well, the best thing to do when you're purchasing plants to put in a container, especially evergreens, you should make sure that they're uh, a zone or two lower lower right then we are we're zone five so you should make sure it's a zone are we in a new zone i just heard that we're in a new zone like there's a there's a, what? a, a new zone <laughs> really? well like we were zone 5b here but, in racine yeah mm-hmm. and now did we pop up to a six or I something don't know, maybe rumor has it. <laughs> we could well so far i know yes <laughs> but then we don't know what winter the warm up here. rest of the winter is gonna bring <laughs> right so we're at like 5b so we're, we're if we ideally in a container we want to look for something that's zone three oh, yeah or four right yeah three would be you know ideal you know so that would that would do fine in that container you know but they still need care in the winter you know so they can't dry out completely. So you have to make sure that they get. So do you moisture. still do watering and things like that? Because yeah. we, well, we have had some rain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes, if especially if it's on someone's front porch, yeah. they don't always get the rainfall that they think. No, that they and the do. other thing is that evergreens, you know, they kind of shade the ground underneath them. So oh, right. Sometimes it can rain on, and the leaves, uh, the needles get wet, but the ground doesn't get wet because it actually stops the water from getting to the ground level so that's why you should you know especially uh, now yet you can still be watering them to okay. make sure that once the ground freezes you really should not water them anymore in the container because then it'll thaw the plant out to thaw the roots out again and then you've got that freezing and thawing going yes on. that's that's what does the most damage I the see. freezing and thawing you're right Mm-hmm. so well and then i see sometimes people have them wrapped in burlap yeah and things oh like that. yeah Is right that yeah right a good yeah. tip to well, do um, i mean i don't want that at my front door <laughs> no i know yeah right yeah i'm going to talk about that a little oh, bit about, okay. about protecting them you know but uh yeah, I know that looks so awful, but <laughs> I know. I mean, so, I guess we'll find out if yeah. that's a good thing you should be doing yeah. or not. But I guess it looks better than a dead plant in the spring. <laughs> right. Yes. So. When you are planting and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, spring is right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yes. see if I can remember that. <laughs> Oh, if you don't know about spring being right around the corner, you've got to come to the farmer's market and my dad will have a little joke in his pocket. My dad likes jokes and he'll have a little joke in his pocket uh, pertaining to spring. So in case you'd like to know when it's coming. Don't ruin it now. I said I didn't, did I? Okay, Okay, all right. Yeah, shoot. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the joke. But in any case, spring is coming. And when people are looking for, we're talking about evergreen specifically, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. what is an ideal location? Well, every, you know, all of them are different. You know, some can be in an exposed, real exposed area, but generally. Exposed, we're talking about sun. Yeah, a lot of wind too. Oh, wind. Wind, yeah. Wind, the wind Everyone wind. I talk to says, my 
yard is so windy. I know. Everybody's I don't yard. know what's happening. Not today, but. but. Yeah, not today. <laughs> but, not in my backyard. Yeah, no. I'm in God's pocket. Just oh, so you know, yeah, I got. Yeah, well, you, you know, it just depends on how much protection you're so lucky you, have. you could grow anything. But a lot of evergreens, if they're in a real exposed area with a lot of wind, a lot of, you know, sun too can be damaging in the, in the winter. Because they, it has that warm up and then cold again. Yeah, is that right. why? Yeah, okay. right. Mm-hmm. So, and the wind can dry the plant out too, real easily. So, I'm going to talk to you about some things that you can do to keep your plants from drying out. You know, so one of the first things you can do is, of course, is to keep your plants watered thoroughly throughout the summer and the fall. You know, now I'm talking about you know watering in the summer being important because that's when plants start getting their root system established for winter. So a plant that doesn't have a proper root system is going to have a tough time making it through the winter. So we want to make sure. So how do you know who needs water? I mean, I know that like, you know, I'm an annual queen, again, a plant lover, container lover. Yeah. So I'm watering those all the time. But yeah. how do I know? I mean, what, I just thought once those evergreens were in place, uh-huh. they're fine. Or are we talking about just newly established ones? Yeah, well, newly established ones and also... We did have a drought period last summer, you know, when we didn't get any, we didn't get any rain for a, a few weeks, you know. So, and that would have been a good time to be watering all your plants too around. Okay. Yeah, not just your evergreens, but all your plants to make sure that they don't dry out during those drought periods. So most of the time they should be fine though once they're established, but it's just though during those times when we get we don't get any rain for maybe a month or something yeah. like that. That can happen in the summer. Right. Uh, that just uh, can be so stressful on the plant. Right. And then just is a little bit of a setback then, of course, for winter. So. Exactly. Yeah. So if they enter winter already stressed out. You know, so. And do you, when you water, do you water? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Do you use a, a spray gun? <laughs> Oh, you no. see those people? I know. Like, I see people doing that. I just want to pull over and say, no, stop. Yes, stop. yes. A little lesson. Yeah. No, water the roots. Oh, water okay. the roots. The, All right. The needles don't need to be watered. <laughs> Unless your plant got dirty or so dusty or you something. You want to give them a good rinse off. <laughs> yeah, rinse it but off. But roots is where they're going the to soak up the water. Yes, okay. right. Mm, water the roots. All right. And then you talk about mulching the root zone. Well, mulching is really important in the fall. So if you haven't done that yet, you can still do it now. And I'm talking about mulching the roots. You know, that's the drip line, you know, where the the roots are, Um, not the trunk. You know, I don't, I I hate it when I see those, when when people mulch and they make it like a volcano, they make like a Well, it's kind of funny. You make that little mound and it's amazing how it can almost like go right up the tree. It's kind of, you know. It's bad for the trunk though. Um, Really? Yeah, it can cause, they can get a lot of disease and uh, their trunk has to be able to breathe. So. have that exposure, um, yeah. Yeah, so you don't want to, you don't want to put the mulch up around the trunk. You just want to make a circle like a donut, you know, around the on the tree over the I like donuts. System. I mean, we're right across from O&H Bakery yes, right here. I know. Just get a donut, and that <laughs> yeah. will help you to remember. I'll have those chocolate-covered ones. <laughs> <laughs> when you're mulching, because uh, you got your plant and your mulch at Milliger's, yeah. and then you drove past O&H yeah, Bakery, you and you got a donut. Yeah. And that'll remind you. Yes, remind you how to do your mulch placement. Yeah. I love it. It's or a win-win. Kringle. Kringles are kind of rough. Yeah, it's a Kringle, <laughs> just depending on the shape of your plant. <laughs> So, <laughs> so or yeah. whatever you're hungry for. Yeah. So make sure you protect the trunk from the mulch. You okay. Know? So and also a lot of evergreens don't have a trunk. They have green all the way to the bottom. You know, so you don't have to worry about that. But protect your trunk, the trunk of the tree too, from winter damage. Uh, a lot of times we get some sunny days where the sun can shine on the trunk, and the trunk, if it's a darker color, it'll get warmed up. 
And then when the sun goes down, it cools down real fast and you can get cracking in the trunk if you have that situation happening with the sun going down and cooling off real quickly. What Um, can you do about that? Well, the best thing to do is to wrap it. You can wrap it with a a tree wrap. I like that. The paper tree wrap. Oh, yeah. That's easy to do. Yeah, right. I know Philip's Mm -hmm. done that before. But we have the plastic ones that just kind of clamp clamp on too. So those are real easy to put on and they'll also protect it from, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit too, about rodent animal Rodents, damage. animal damage. <laughs> yeah. I know. Sometimes they can be so cute, but yeah. they can really cause some serious know, damage yeah, to your plants. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're talking about deer and rabbits, voles, you know, so. <clears throat> Deers and rabbits are cute. Voles, not so much. No, right. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't right. need those. But they can do a lot of damage because they actually tunnel under the snow. We haven't had any snow yet, but. A lot of times people will see that in their lawn when the snow melts, all of a sudden there are like little tracks all over their lawn. Well, that's voles that have been tunneling underneath the snow and they get near any of the trunk of the, of the evergreens, they can chew the bark off, you know, so you want to protect them from the, that. That's why the tree wrap would actually help protect yeah. them from that too. So um, that's a good idea to, to wrap the trunks. And, um, or beavers. Um, we were just on a canoe trip and it was so, you know, we're just going down the Root River in our oh, canoes. Sure. And it was just crazy to see the beaver damage on, yeah. you know, some of the trees. I mean, were just completely, they, I don't even know how they were standing. It was yeah. just like this little tiny little point of, you know, that they had just, it's, exactly. I mean, it's going to fall down any minute. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They can do a lot of damage too. So hopefully you don't. Hopefully have there's any. no beavers in your backyard. <laughs> But it was really amazing. Well, if you live near the river. Right? <laughs> yeah. Got to, you know, be selective on which trees you can yeah. save there. But. Yeah. So most people don't complain too much about that. But um, so how do you protect your plants from these critters, right. the deer and everything? So we have, of course, we have different repellents that you can use. One of them that I think people don't know about is milorganite. Milorganite can Oh, I didn't know that. Be, yeah, because you can... If you put that on in the winter, you're actually getting your fertilizing your plants a little bit too for spring. But they do not not like the odor of the. I don't. Organic. I don't either. Do I? <laughs> no. yeah. well, well, just use it outside. Yes. <laughs> don't bring it inside. And make sure you're wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> or a, or a, a, a scoop or something like that. Something, you know? <laughs> face mask. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's a good good point. Yeah. And then, of course, we have like liquid fence and uh, other products that liquid fence actually smells like rotten eggs. That's even worse yet. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not my, I like so, eggs, but I don't like them rotten. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, you can actually spray the, not just around the plant, but you can spray the foliage too, you know, because they can... Not just eat the, the trunk or the bark on the trunk, but they can chew on the foliage and stuff too. So and cause damage that way too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and some of these must be deer resistant. A lot of times we have well, customers come in and say, you know, what do you have that's deer resistant? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We actually have a list that we have prepared for customers. I had a lady one that's time. That's quite an extensive list. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So this is all the evergreens on this on, the, on this part here. So junipers, redwood, dawn redwood we're going to talk about Norway spruce, white spruce, Colorado blue spruce, mugle pine, Austrian pine, bald cypress, and the giant arborvita, so which is called green giant. Mm, right. Yeah, that one is deer resistant too. So that, those are all good ones to use. And I had a lady that came in one time and she said, 
She said, do you have any plants that are deer resistant? And I said, oh, yeah, would you like our list? She said, oh, you have a list? And I said, yeah. And I said, she, oh, I wish I would have known that a couple of years ago. I, <laughs> I've been doing like trial and error. And oh. <laughs> she, she said, I've lost so many plants. I'm sure. Because she what, didn't have our list. Here's our piece of, we, we hand this these out. This is great. We hand these out for free. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> so we actually have one for deer, for uh, rabbits too. So if you're, if you're looking for something that... Yeah, and I like I like that this is like all categorized. So we're talking about different, you know, for the location. So if you have a place that is moist with part shade, mm-hmm. here are some that you know that are rabbit resistant. Right. Or, yeah, it's not you know, just ever, evergreen trees. Not just evergreens. Yeah. Right. Because they uh, like to munch on all sorts of different things. They sure do. Oh boy, <laughs> look at the vegetable area. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> deer resistant vegetables, and this is the Millorganite uh, deer resistant. They call it deer deterrent. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, nothing is foolproof, but at least no, it's actually right, going to yeah. deter so, them. Right. You know, it's going to be helpful. And like you said, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck because you're also yes. fertilizing your plant at the same right. time, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, would so, this be a bad time to be fertilizing? Well, now that the plants are dormant, you could do that. But don't do it late in the fall before they're dormant because you don't want to promote any new growth. Okay. You know? So, uh, I'm, so I'm it's gonna, not going to have any impact right now, but it's going to just enrich the soil so that yeah. when they are, you know, when spring... Mm-hmm is emerging right just leave it on the surface you know don't work it into the ground like you usually do you know leave it on the surface so you get the a full (laughs) amount the full aroma (laughs) got it so and do um, the other thing you can do is with the liquid fence is you could actually like if you have some old socks or something like that that you're not wearing anymore you can actually how about those socks that come out of the dryer that have no mate anymore yeah. They're Uh-oh. just like little, you know, oh. all alone and oh. they don't have I've a buddy been, anymore. I've got a whole pile of those. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I keep holding out and hoping like if someone finds it underneath yeah. the dryer or yeah, something. Right. But those would be good options for Yeah, us. right. But you can spray those and just hang those around the uh, evergreens too. That um, might be a new uh, Christmas decoration idea. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Or spray your Christmas decorations. <laughs> yes. So just put those out there. If you still have them up. Right. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have those up anymore. It's hard for me to let go i know (laughs) (laughs) so but uh so yeah so we talked about the deer resistant evergreens uh the repellents and you can actually protect the trunk you can use like chicken wire and stuff something like that and put that around the trunk to protect it from the deer they don't like to chew on chicken wire (laughs) that doesn't sound too tasty for me either so that would be a good deterrent for me (laughs) right (laughs) and then we haven't had much so far, but people are afraid of snow on their evergreens. But snow is actually good for your evergreens. It protects them. It, if it's on the soil, of course, it acts like an insulation, just like the mulch does, you know, to keep yeah. the, keep their roots from freezing and thawing. It keeps them frozen. Once the ground freezes, you want to make sure it stays frozen. You don't want to make sure it's not freezing and thawing and freezing and thawing because that's where you get a lot of the root damage on the right. evergreen. So the snow actually puts a nice blanket on there and, and protects, protects your, it from that. Yeah, right. I love snow, Dad. Where mm-hmm. is it? I know, yeah, but I don't know. I, I saw some snow yesterday. Well, you were skiing, <laughs> which is not fair because I was at work and I was very jealous. But that wasn't even real snow. So, no, yeah. no, no. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> yeah, so good. Maybe it's a good time of the year to uh, defrost your refrigerator or your, your freezer. Just scoop you, that out. Yeah, you, you put go. that around your plants. Something. Well, like, and that, that mulch will do a, a good mulch, job yeah, of that too. The mulch, you know. mulch is better because it, if you don't have a snowmaker, <laughs> you can at least get some mulch or and make sure it's protected. Yeah. <laughs> Something. So, but uh, so snow is actually a good thing. The only thing that can happen if you get those real wet snows, 
you know, when the snow starts to pull down the branches on the... Oh, it's real heavy? Yeah, right. Yeah, because that can do some damage. It actually can break right, I've some seen of that the done. branches and stuff. And so sometimes people will go out and they'll take a broom and kind of just tap it so the snow falls off. But don't get too violent because you could do a lot of dam- lot more damage. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just uh, tap them a little bit so some of the snow falls off or slides off and so that it's, it isn't all that heavy weight on the branches. And that could happen with ice, too. We get those ice storms. Oh, yeah, ice you know. is, can be I mean, dangerous. last year we actually had customers calling in the spring. They had ice just built up on one side of the tree. So the trees started Aww, to tip over, yeah. you know, we had to go back and stake them up for them. And, you know, yeah. so, but we were able to save them. If you could do it early enough in the spring, you right. can save them. Yeah. So, or, or tie the branches back up, especially on some of the arborvitas you can use. We have a special tape that you can use that is kind of stretchy. So you can tie the branches up and so they start to grow in the spring yeah. them from breaking off. That's a good idea. So the ice damage. And then, of course, there's winter burn. Is that what I feel on my face? Like when I am outside <laughs> for be, too yeah. long and my yeah. cheeks have like that wind burn? Is yeah, that the right. same thing? Yeah, do you have anything from doTERRA that you could put? Right. Yes, I do. <laughs> I so know. I would get your so. frankincense rollerballs yeah. and yarrow palm. Yeah, I don't know if that works on your evergreens. <laughs> no. It's just, it's just for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, we do sell antidesicants which a lot of people will put on their plants that are susceptible to the uh, drying out in the winter. And antidesicant is actually, it's, it's, a, it's a real easy product to use. It's kind of an oily substance that you spray on. It coats the needles so that they don't dry out. And a lot of people even use it on their fresh Christmas trees. So, right. right. Keeps them, then that keeps them green yeah. for a longer time. So when you bring it in the house, you know, it's, it, it can dry out. keeps it greener longer, you know. But the antidesicants are, are really good if you have your plant in a... So what would be an example of a plant that you would want to do that for? Well, some, some types of arborvita... You'll see ones that, if you drive down the road in the, in, the, in the spring, you'll see ones that have burned on one side. They're all brown Right, on I side. see that and I feel awful. Yeah, right, yeah. So oftentimes that's usually on the south side of the plant where it gets a lot of lot more sun. A little more intense so, situation, um, this right. antidesicant will help. Or it could be on the north side if it's getting a lot of wind that can be drying it out. So yeah. it's best just to spray both sides of the plant so it's you're protected from the sun and from the wind. That works really well. We uh, use it for a lot of customers. We have a program where we can come and spray that on, but we we can't do it anymore because our sprayers are all empty now and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> we do that earlier in the year, but you can still do it yourself if you want to spray it on some of your evergreens. We do have it here. Fell a lot of it at Christmas time, actually. With, right, with the Christmas trees and all yeah, that. Right, yeah. A lot of times people will even spray their greens that they're buying yeah, right. um, to keep them green as yeah. long as possible. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you want... A lot of these greens that you put in your containers are not just for Christmas, they're for all winter. So right. uh, if you haven't done that yet, you can still do that too to protect them from the from drying from out. From drying out, yeah. turning brown. Oh gosh, well, what about, I mean, a lot of people have this issue, oh, salt damage. I know, yeah, right. I mean, especially yeah. when they've got some evergreens planted along the driveway or a mm-hmm. sidewalk. Yeah, right, yeah. Because that's where people are salting. Salt can be very harmful to the roots, and even the spray, if you have 
if you're on a busy road where they use a lot oh, of salt. Oh, and they drive by. and On the corners or something like that. Right. Because you know? when you drive by, the spray from the car driving by can spread over onto the evergreens when that can burn the evergreens too. So that's another good reason to use the antidesicant if you're in an area where you might get salt damage. Because that'll protect it from that too? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, protect the foliage. You right. Know? Yeah, but not the root system. You know, the root system... I mean, it's best to not plant evergreens where you have a lot of salt, you know, where you know it's going to be too much salt. How about just a sign that says, like, slow, please? Well, I have, I, seen don't want pe- salt. I have seen people that have used the burlap in that situation, too, you know, to put burlap along the plants. Just make a fence of burlap, not wrap each plant, but just to make a fence four feet high or so, you know. To- I'm sure that's beautiful. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, I guess you I guess consider I, the, yeah. you know... Well, burlap the, is kind of natural looking. You alternative. Know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they right. maybe you can find some green burlap instead <laughs> of brown right. burlap. <laughs> making, making your winter a little greener. Or if you want to get real crazy, you could do uh, all different colors, you know, so... Maybe there's something on Pinterest with some great yeah. idea for right. making it look kind of artsy <laughs> yeah. at the same time. But it is worth it, obviously, if yeah. you're noticing that you're having that salt damage. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Just don't use like something like plastic, especially black plastic, because black plastic can actually get really hot in the sun. So that would could heat up the plants, like we were talking about before, right. with heating up the plants, and then they cool off real quickly. and. Also, plastic doesn't breathe like the burlap would, you know, so they can't get any air circulation. You don't want to smother the plant, you know, you want to no. still be able to let the air circulate. Plants need to breathe. Yeah, so no, no black plastic. <laughs> Got it. Can do. <laughs> yeah, don't wrap your plant in your How about like plant. weed barrier? Weed barrier? Well, that's black though, too. I know. Yeah, well, I'm black. just, th- I'm just for our, for yeah, our if you could find listeners some, and viewers. If you could find some white weed barrier that would work really. Well. <laughs> I think just go burlap all the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that right. sounds something, like the best. Something that can breathe, you know. So. Yeah, for sure. But. And then now, what happens as we transition into spring, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, are we? I mean, as it's coming, when is a good time to really be talking about spring care? Well, I don't know. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be here soon, <laughs> don't you think so? <laughs> uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, in spring, as soon as the, as the uh, ground thaws out, you know, uh, sometimes we get a lot of spring rains, you know, but if we don't have those, you should start watering your plants again. You know, as soon as the ground thaws out, make sure that there's moisture there. When the plant starting to go get out of dormancy, that's when it really needs the moisture. So make sure you water your plants thoroughly in the spring when the frost is out of the ground. So a lot of springs, we don't have to worry about that because we do have some real rainy springs, obviously. <laughs> so, we do. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that helps the plants. Definitely. I know. It mm, does. It right. does. Yeah. So, and uh, then the other thing that you can do in the spring is if there are some branches that are broken or have gotten burned or whatever, you trim those off. Just kind of tidy up a little bit. Yeah, and... right. Yeah. Well, actually, if you have some dead branches on there or dead foliage that can kind of prevent the new growth from coming out you know so the sooner you can get that off the sooner you'll start seeing new growth come back and to fill in maybe some of those bare areas i had an evergreen that i lost kind of a fairly large section of it from the ice damage what i did is i actually took some of that tape i was telling you about yeah and i I cut out the dead branch because it was kind of hole there and i tied some of the other branches close closer together to kind of cover it up you know and then when they started growing you know they they filled, the, filled, filled in that in area. Real, yeah, they filled nice. in it real quickly. It was really... <laughs> yeah, that was smart. Uh, it was exciting to see, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, and then when you are doing pruning, one thing I 
I didn't mention before was on pruning evergreens, you should definitely not prune them in the fall. Um, right, and that always gets tricky when people, you know, I feel like they, in their mind they're thinking mm. fall cleanup yeah, fall and cleanup. wanting to do all the trimming and cutting back, and, right. but they should really wait till yeah. early spring. Yeah, well, what can happen or late is spring. anytime you do pruning on a plant, it's going to promote new growth. So, And a lot of times if you prune too late in the year, this new growth is still real tender, hasn't really hardened off enough. And then you get the cold weather and it all turns brown. I've seen that happen a lot on boxwood. People use people trim their boxwood too late in the season. And all the new growth is real tender. It's beautiful, yes. nice green color. And then we get this cold weather, all of it turns brown. And, you know, you've got... Uh, right, because it's, it's so tender. It's just yeah, young. It's not ready. Not ready. All right, so think time. about, you know, when you're doing that. Uh, in your mind, uh, always do that late spring, yeah. early summer. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's such a great time to be out there. It feels so fresh and oh, yeah. you know, crisp mm-hmm. and right. mm-hmm. all that yeah. so And if you prune your uh, evergreens too early in the spring, then when they get their new growth, you have to prune them again. So we should wait until the new growth comes out and then so you prune can them. see and what is. That way you only have to prune them once, right. you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Dad, I will tell you that our listeners really enjoy to hear a little bit of history because mm. you've been here for uh, uh, a, 60, a few uh, years, 75, uh, 70, uh, 75 years. <laughs> 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 I mean, you've been here for a couple years. Yeah. You do have some history here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, maybe there's a memory that comes to mind. I mean, uh, you know, something about either on the nursery lot or like, is there like one snowstorm here at Milligers that really oh, stands out to you something well, where you're like oh I re- my gosh I remember the huge snowstorm we had. it was a few years ago and it was on Groundhog's Day do you remember that one the schools were closed we got like six feet of snow or something it seemed like it was just all drifting and everything it was the store had to close and everything nobody could like, nobody, nobody could come it. to work and you know so yeah those we have those big storms every once in a while every few years we have one of those huge Dumps. I know, and you just <laughs> never know. I mean, it seems like February is a big yeah, time right. that we yeah. can get well, all the snow. Um, you know, the lake, for instance, protects us, you know, in the, in the winter pretty much, you know. But sometimes we have those lake effect snows, which, you know, I mean, nobody else is getting snow, but <laughs> the lake is We're getting, getting snow. Getting or the opposite. I've had it where, like, you know, school's been canceled. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. have a ton of snow, and we have nothing, you know, over by the lakes. So yeah. Oh, I know. Either, yeah. Either way. Mm-hmm. Right. It can vary so much. But that's why you should always make sure your plants are prepared for anything, because you never know <laughs> what's going to happen. You never know. But is there one time here where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe either what the snow damaged it or the coal that Milligers uh, or something well, like that? Well, I remember. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. We yeah, didn't talk about well, this. Well, this was kind of a funny. This was more of an ice storm we had. You know, some of the workers were coming to work early in the morning to do the salting and stuff, and the parking lot had not been salted yet. And we had an employee that came driving into the driveway. He was driving kind of fast, but he wanted to get to work till he could get the start Aww, doing the salt. Uh-oh. And <laughs> he couldn't stop, and he ran right into the store. <laughs> oh, I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He on the oh my god! We've had a few, uh, we've had a few cars go through the store. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you want to tell about that time? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the weather. That was. But I did talk. Was going through the store. Yeah, that was an older uh, lady that. Uh, this was back when. Were you and mom married yet? Or uh, yeah, we had just we were just had just 
uh, been married. So we're, we're both working at the register and a lady who had a big Cadillac Eldorado. Bless her heart. <laughs> I could hear the, the sound of squealing tires, you know. Thought, What's going on? I looked out the window. Her front, she had front wheel drive. Her front tires were smoking, you know. I thought, What's going on? I, I said, oh no, that car is going to like smash. <laughs> it just all this th- went to, through my head. So she obviously stepped on the gas instead of the brake, you know, and she was pushing as hard as she could. <laughs> I was this in the winter where it was spinning no, like that, was or was the, it just no, the no, it okay. was in the summer. Yeah, right. And and I grabbed Chris and I jumped up on the counter with her. And when the car flew into the store, it pushed us twenty feet. We were we were actually getting pushed into the store on, this, on top on riding the on register, the, riding oh on gosh. the register counter. Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> if only we had cameras, you know, back then. No, that yeah, we didn't have any cameras. That. Oh, I no. can't believe it. I can still, it's like fresh in my mind, though. I can still see that big car out there with the front tires smoking. Yes, you have arrived. (laughs) Is this where the drive-up window is? Right. I thought there was a drive-thru. We don't have that yet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Unbelievable. Well, I'm I'm glad you're quick on your feet, literally. Yeah, right. (laughs) And you have the ability to jump up on the counter. I don't know how I did that. I grabbed Chris and I jumped up on the counter with both of us. I mean, it was like. (laughs) I think that's those amazing moments of adrenaline where you, like you said, you just knew in a split second Mm -hmm. what was going to happen or what could have happened and just grabbed her and, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. So, but I do have a, a, do we have a minute to go? Yeah, we've got time. Sorry. I I just wanted to show you a couple of, uh, these are some junipers that we're going to be carrying. Junipers are on the deer resistant, I picked some deer resistant ones. These are some new ones that we're going to be carrying next year. This is the Berkshire Sparkler, if you want to show them that one. That that one's a really pretty one because in the winter it actually gets beautiful, uh, kind of a purple foliage. It only gets about two feet tall and it can get like six feet wide, but you can control it with pruning too, so... Whenever they give the dimensions on these plants, it's, it's if you don't do any pruning at all, if you just were not to do anything. Yeah. And then there's a silver mist one, which is another nice low growing one. Isn't that a beautiful color? Yeah. Look at the blue and blue color underneath. And the, you know, isn't that gorgeous? And those, these are all deer resistant. I love this one. These are great for the winter too because they're they're not real tall, so that they stay nice and low. And they silver uh, mist juniper. I have you definitely guys. You have yeah, to check right, that out. Yeah. It's beautiful. And then the spruce too are really deer resistant. You know, because they don't like the sharp needles on the spruce trees. Huh? That one. Wow. Is, isn't that beautiful? That's a weeping one. That's a weeping Norway spruce. It's so. called gold drift Norway spruce, yeah, it's and it's a yellow this beautiful, one. beautiful lime color. Yeah. In the winter, I love the yellow in the snow. I don't like yellow snow, but I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't it, want the snow to be yellow yeah so it keeps its color all winter that nice beautiful yellow color that's very very good and uh, this is ripple nice specimen this is another norway spruce which is a real low growing one Isn't that pretty mm-hmm. oh really nice texture another one is this line would be a nice specimen piece too this mm. is called ripple, yeah. ripple brook is the name of mm-hmm. it and again nice and low right yeah and this is called limey it's a norway spruce that but it it uh, only gets like six to twelve feet tall, something like that. The limey Norway spruce. Yeah, you definitely want to check that out. And a lot of people they like the spruce, but a regular Norway spruce gets so big, you know, that unless you have a huge yard, you can't really use something like that. So we're yeah. we're going to be carrying a lot of the spruce that stay more compact and 
are much easier to take care of. The other nice thing about a spruce, too, is they uh, have a real um, strong branch system, so you don't have the damage in the winter with the snow snow damage and ice damage like you do on sometime, sometimes on Arborvita, you know. And the mucle pine is also another one that... Oh, um, yeah. That, and this is a really cute one. It's real low. Oh, it's called pesto. Yeah, right. Yeah, isn't that cute? Yes. Well, it's <laughs> just so... It's mean, <clears throat> it's so tiny. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's perfect. 10 it's, inches tall? Yeah, and only 18 inches wide. This is like a perfect no maintenance plant <laughs> so isn't that gorgeous yeah i love it some of the pines too are are deer resistant the ewes sometimes we do have some different ewes but the ewes can sometimes be kind of attracted to the deer <laughs> or the oh. deer are attracted to them you know and then we have hemlock too which is a, a nice plant for the winter this one's called minikin japanese hemlock yeah the, you know, the regular nice native hemlock that we have around here, the Canadian hemlock, those can get like 60 feet tall, 40 to yeah, 60 Yeah, here it says tall. a garden, and it's this one's nice and slow growing, but it's you yeah. know, six feet tall. Right, yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, it's beautiful color. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that you can grow redwood trees in Wisconsin. Did you know that? Now I do. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the Dawn Redwood, which is really oh, one I of my... Oh, I love that. I know. One of my That's favorites. That's one of my favorites. It has the yellow foliage, you know. Yes. But, and even that can get quite tall. So, but this is a new... It's called Miss Grace. It's a Dawn Redwood that stays smaller. I just love the foliage. Yeah. I just it, think it's, it's just so... Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss now, Grace. Redwoods are kind of a... They are an evergreen, but they're a deciduous evergreen. So you don't have to worry about protecting the needles in the winter because they lose their needles, all their needles, and they get all new needles in the spring. So that's kind of nice. you know. Yes, nice fresh start. <laughs> Put your worries behind you. Yeah. Right. So, uh, And then uh, this one's called Hamlet's Broom. It's another, uh, oh, another dawn dwarf, redwood. dwarf dawn redwood that only gets eight feet tall. Isn't that cute? Yeah, it is and nice to have something that isn't, you know, so overbearing. Yeah, right. Isn't that pretty? Because people really love the foliage of them, but they don't they don't really like the the that's the ones that get huge. The size, right. Room, and this has this beautiful in your yard, so. golden yellow in the fall. It's uh, just really and we'll have many more too. We'll probably have another podcast soon with Yeah, I the, know you always have a lot to all say. All the new plants. I love that. That is exciting. Love that, love that time, yeah. Right. So. Springs just around the corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for all your education yeah. and your inspiration today. Um, uh-huh. I think it's just helping to set our gardening friends up for success and Mm -hmm. uh, you know looking forward to 2024 right exactly so get out there and take care of those evergreens all right get your mulch (laughs) get your malorganite yes right (laughs) all right we'll see you soon bye happy new year we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at milligers you can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.